Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the Viking Age Podcast, part of the Fan-Sided Podcast Network. Now, please welcome your host, Adam Patrick. All right. Welcome to the Viking Age Podcast, the official podcast for thevikingage.com. I'm your host, Adam Patrick. I'm the editor and lead writer for the Viking Age. Before we get started today, make sure to follow the Viking Age on Twitter and Facebook. The site's username on Twitter is at the Viking Age, and you can follow the site's Facebook page by heading to facebook.com slash the Viking Age. All right, joining the show today is Trevor Squire. He's been on the show in the past, and he covers the Vikings for heavy.com. So welcome back to the show, Trevor. Yeah, good to be back. All right. Um, before we get into some NFL draft talk, since that begins tomorrow, uh, Thursday, there was a trade that went down today involving a former Vikings quarterback by the name of Teddy Bridgewater. Not sure if you've ever heard of him before. I know you're, you're kind of young, so you might never heard of Teddy Bridgewater. (laughs) He used to live right next to me. Uh, Oh, really? Uh, he... He uh, he drove a Maserati, and me and my friend were crossing the street. And you know he's from uh, somewhere down south. I forget. Um, either way, my my friend recognized Florida. He's from Florida. Yeah, so he uh, he was waiting for us to cross the street, and he waited for us to completely exit the crosswalk, not wow. like you know the first lane, and then yeah. they go. My friend recognized that. He's like, yeah, that's like a it's definitely like a southern thing. But uh, okay, just from that interaction, great guy. <laughs> All right, so the Panthers, the team he played for last year, sent him. To the Denver Broncos in exchange for just a, a six-round pick. So this will now be Teddy's fifth team since 2017. What, what do you think about his future in the NFL? Is his time as a starter, do you think it's over? Mm, I mean, I think, you know, entering entering his time with the Broncos, obviously it's Drew Locke's job to lose. But he does kind of, I saw this comparison on Twitter. He seems to be starting to fit that. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick role, uh-huh, uh-huh. So, you know that that might be his reality, but I still think he's you know he's he's plenty capable of of playing. He's only twenty eight. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, I um I think time's definitely ticking on his his opportunities, um, but I could see him you know yeah being like that kind of Ryan Fitzpatrick guy where you know if the opportunity presents himself, he can take advantage of it and you know help a team get some games where they thought maybe they, they weren't going to be doing too well because they lost their starter. Um, you look at maybe like the Vikings in 2017 with, with Case Keenum. They they thought their season was doomed when, when Sam Bradford went down. Then Keenum came in and they had one of their best seasons ever. So I could see him kind of doing that and then maybe getting a, another nice contract out of that. But at this point, I think I know he's gonna. They're gonna say he's in competition with with Drew Locke and maybe possibly a, another um, quarterback that they, whoever they might pick in the draft. 
Um, I just think his his time it might be better off for him to kind of lay low for maybe a year or two and then then see see what else is out there because last year did not go well and it, it wasn't totally his fault he didn't have Christian McCaffrey out there and some other things with the Panthers they had a brand new coach um, but he did well when he was with the Saints and so that's I think and he did you know well early in his career with the Vikings so I think there's still some some hope that he can turn out to be something well. And he also gets to reunite with Pat Shermer uh, with the Broncos, who he worked with when he was with the Vikings. So that'll be interesting to see how all that goes. Um, one last thing on him. Do you think Bridgewater would still be the Vikings quarterback if he didn't get hurt in 2016? Hmm. Um, I, would, I would say so. Uh, you know that Zimmer has quite the soft spot for oh, him. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, you know, like again with his potential, uh, you know, a guy suffers that kind of indi- in- injury. Mm-hmm. You don't, you don't really know about like the, the mental aspect of the game that that gets impacted oh, by yeah. Does he, does he feel like he is as mobile that he can do the same types of things? It's, I think this, you know, the same argument can be made for any player who, yeah. kind of it's a rough patch had they not gone through that rough patch and continued to incline over their first three seasons who knows where they would be so yeah, yeah, yeah. You look at someone like Dalvin cook uh the year after he came back from his acl injury and he was it seemed like he was a little hesitant to maybe do some of the things that he was used to doing um and then it resulted in him getting hurt again with hamstring or whatever um but then it seemed like as as time went by he was able to get back to doing what he does best and I think Bridgewater's showing that he can do some of the things that he was capable of when he first came out of college. But I think, yeah, there's always going to be that hesitancy there because of his how severe his his injury was. And I was thinking this the other day because Alex Smith retired recently and he had um, a similar injury, I guess, um, that Teddy had. But I guess his was had more complications and, and surgery and everything and with infections and everything. Um, but he was people were like, he's the comeback player of the year and he... He should be in, you know, the Hall of Fame for what he came back for and everything. And I'm like, what about Teddy? Like, he came back and he's still in the league. He's been playing for like five more seasons after he suffered an injury like that. So I was like, you know, where's where's Teddy's respect? You know? <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, there's a lot of buildup to it too. Like he released a video of him on crutches, uh, post surgery, and it was definitely it seemed like it was kind of the beginning of like a new chapter for him, and now he's He's kind of back regulated to that that backup role, at least mm-hmm. you know, as far as we know. And you know what? I wouldn't have been sad if the Vikings brought him back as a backup because not really a fan of who they have on the roster right now behind Kirk Cousins and wasn't a fan of Sean Mannion. So I think uh, that would have been a good pickup, but at the same time, probably not that good because if Kirk Cousins you know, throws a couple of interceptions, the crowd's going to be chanting for Teddy. So that may, maybe that wouldn't be so good. Yeah. Um, all right, let's get into some, some draft talk since, you know, this thing's coming up, uh, right around the corner, uh, tomorrow. Um, so f- let's discuss some, some last minute Vikings draft news and, and rumors. So first NBC sports, Peter King shared the other day on, on Monday that, uh, Vikings GM Rick Spielman would really like to trade back in the first round. And then a little later on that same day, NFL media's Tom Pelissero reported that the Vikings would be interested in trading up in the first round if some of the top offensive tackles, you know, begin to fall down the board. So in your opinion, what do you think has the best chance of happening? The Vikings trading back 
or the Vikings trading up? Um, I would say trading back. Um, if they trade up, I think they're going for uh, Penny Sewell. Or, you know, potentially Rashawn Slater. But Rashawn Slater could – they could stick and pick with him at 14. But, um, yeah, I think ideally what – if those two guys get off the board, if none of the big-name quarterbacks are quite, you know, in range for them at 14, or if they are and a, and a team wants to trade for them, that's the opportunity that the Vikings are have a possibility of at least taking and, and trading down a few picks. Um yeah, and, and at that point, it's it's anyone's guess of, of who they might take in late later in the first round, and you know this is kind of all about Rick trying to recover that second round pick from the Yannick Ngakwe trade. Oh yeah, oh yeah, he's uh, and that's his that's where he, his his bread his bread and butter is in the second round. You get guys like Dalvin Cook, Eric Kendricks, Brian O'Neill. You know he he wants that second round pick, and I I recently put out um like I only do like one mock draft. A year, I, I can't do like seven or eight like some of these guys. Um, I only do three rounds because I I'm not gonna even pretend to know who is gonna be available in the seventh round. Um, so I did three rounds and I had them trading back in the first round to acquire another third and then use two thirds to acquire a second round pick. So I, I just feel like he's gonna figure out some way to get that second round pick, whether it's, you know, get, they have four picks in the fourth round, they can use those, like two in the third, they can use one of those. So he's gonna figure that out. And then, you know, you look at the seventh round too, because, you know, people are like making fun of, you know, Spielman or whatever for always wanting seventh round picks, but those have become pretty valuable for the Vikings because they use those on guys. They think, you know, if they become undrafted, they don't know if they'll be able to sign them. So they use a, a seventh round pick to make sure that they, add them to the roster. So, you know, people will make fun of Spielman for, you know, he's not, he doesn't have nine seventh round picks, but they're pretty, they've become pretty important to, you know, what the Vikings like to do. Yeah. They're especially valuable this year because uh, I, I'm not sure about the exact numbers, but yeah. this year is like the lowest number of draft eligible players yep. Yep. who've announced that they're entering the draft in, in recent memory. So, you know, a lot of guys, a lot of teams who maybe normally just opt to pick guys up, in rookie free agency, yep. that luxury isn't going to be the same. There's not going to be as good of a, a stock of players there. So you know, those seven round picks could be more valuable this year. Yeah. And yeah, because of the pandemic, um, a lot of guys were going back to school because they didn't really get a, they felt, probably felt they weren't, they weren't ready or they didn't get a fair enough shot to show, you know, what they were made of. So yeah, it's a good, good point brought up by you. All right, everyone. This podcast is brought to you by Danette May and Mindful Health LLC, featuring Danette May's top superfood product from her Earth Echo Foods line, Cacao Bliss. Nothing feels better than being able to enjoy rich, smooth, creamy chocolate and knowing you are doing something good for your body. They start with 100% organic cacao beans that are naturally kissed by the sun, maintaining its miraculous health benefits. Then we blend it with turmeric, MCT oil, coconut, Himalayan sea salt, cinnamon, and black pepper for the perfect blend to make you feel the best you ever have. The result? Fall in love with a truly decadent, healthy, and guilt-free chocolate. Removing your cravings, facilitating weight loss, boosting your energy, and reducing your inflammation with one simple drink. 
It is friendly to paleo, gluten-free, keto, vegan, and vegetarian diets. We are offering up to 15% off when you use the code MINUTE15. That's M-I-N-U-T-E-1-5. That's MINUTE15. So you can get 15% off your purchase by using the code MINUTE15. Head to earthechofoods.com slash minute media. What, what is one position group you do not want the Vikings to trade up for? Hmm. Um, that's a tough one. I mean, right away, I think quarterback. I want them to trade up for a quarterback. Right. Because there's a possibility of some following with recent news. Again, mm-hmm. just all it plays out. But uh, as much as I love Micah Parsons, linebacker, there's yep. just not yep. in the Vikings defense and, and their scheme. You know, they're, we're, they're shifting more towards, towards dime sets more and more. So it's just, it's not a ton of value. Micah Parsons is a beast. I think he's going to be great, but unfortunately our situation, it just doesn't make sense for him to be in purple and gold. Well, Anthony Barr only has one year left on his deal. Um, So maybe the Vikings, you know, throw everyone off and and do something like add Parsons. But I I agree with you. I don't think, I don't think anyone should really trade up for a linebacker in, in, the first round at least this year maybe maybe in previous years it would have been a better idea but definitely not um this year when the vikings do make their their first pick in this year's draft do you think it'll be a prospect from the offensive side of the ball or the defensive side of the ball or will it just depend on really just how the board falls it's definitely going to be how the board falls um if it's predictable, I I guess I'm leaning a little bit more towards uh, the offense, but at the same time, I've seen a lot of very like credible reports and Rick's press conference really signaling that they could. I think if they trade back, it will be defense. Yeah. If they stay, or if they maybe trade up a few picks to jump the Chargers for an offensive lineman, that's that's the move they're going to make when they trade up. Yeah, I think um, you know people want the Vikings to go offensive line in the first round because they look at that as their their biggest need. But you got you also have to take into account you know which position groups are the deepest in this draft and some uh, positions like edge rusher. Yeah, there's some some guys maybe in the later rounds that you can find, but the best guys are at the top where you know with offensive tackles and maybe guards the difference between some of the the mid-tier guys in the first round and and the guys in the second and third round isn't really that much. So, you know, I could see the Vikings going after filling their need on defense, probably pass rusher, and then, you know, looking into the second or third round to find an offensive tackle or guard just because those those positions are more deep and they can, you know, find someone with just as much talent maybe as someone they could find in the end of the, the first round. So, um it's nice to want the Vikings to target, you know, their biggest need first, but sometimes it doesn't work out that way because you have to be smart. You don't want to reach for, for a player just because it's a need. Um, so I think I, I really strongly feel like it's going to be defense at least in the first round if they stay in the first round because we got to remember that maybe they maybe they just trade out of the whole first round entirely to get, you know, a second round pick or something like that. Um, all right, let's play a little game. Just go through every. We'll just go through every position group 
All you have to do is tell me whether you think the Vikings will draft someone this year from this position group or not. So sound good? Sure. Yeah, let's do it. Well, so let's just start with quarterback. Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, I'll say so. Just because of their backup situation, even if it's someone like late, late. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, running back. But I think I think they could go mid round this mid round with with quarterback. Okay. Uh, what about running back? Running back? No. no. Um, okay. Yeah, I think this might be somewhere something they maybe target with you know undrafted free agents because they got Madison and Cook. Yeah, and they um, you know been a, a pretty like a, a pretty high value pick on Madison. So yep, yep. And they found Mike Boone, you know, undrafted free free agent. So maybe they can find someone. Like that again. Um, this seems pretty obvious, but wide receiver. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> How early do you think maybe they'll go after a receiver, or do they have to go? Do they have to go early? Can they? Can they wait? Uh, I think they don't have to. They don't have to go early, but the guys that they have shown a lot of interest in, I think it's you know third, fourth round. Yeah. yeah. It'd be nice if they could find someone who could be a returner as well, if they find right. a, a third receiver or whatever. All right, what about tight end? Kyle Rudolph left, so maybe someone else? May, like maybe a late round. Like yeah. I, like a, a tight end going in the seventh round, I, I couldn't name one for you. Like, <laughs> my mind's just been consumed with, with Kyle Pitts, basically. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I don't even know. After him, I don't even, I don't think I even know who the next tight end prospect Best tight end prospect would be after him. Hill, uh, Hill Hen- Henches, Henches. Okay. Uh, in the off season two, he right. was he was kind of a quiet move, but he was Irv Smith Jr.'s teammate at Alabama. Okay, had to retire, and he was under contract with us. So, um, a quiet but, a quiet move that might affect him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, at least practice squads. You know, I think I think with that, maybe they do they do draft a guy just to secure him because of you know the value in those late round picks. Yeah, I wanted I wanted them to sign Randy Moss's son, but he ended up with getting claimed by the Bengals. But you know, there goes that dream. Um, what about offensive tackle? I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think heads will roll if uh, yeah, it be necessary. Yeah, uh, Cleveland could go there. You know, uh, again, the, the whole situation, the board is completely in flux. It, you know, you're right. It, if I think they have to do either one, though, it's got to be tackle. Or guard, so offensive guard. Oh yeah, um, yeah. It's got it's got to be either one of those, or or someone who's capable of playing both. You know, look at a lot. What Elijah Vera Tucker? He's, um, and even Rashawn Slater's supposed to be versatile like that too. Um, so we'll see. Uh, defensive end. Yes. Yeah, I think you will see a relatively high value pick from the Vikings. You know, they've had a lot of luck striking or, you know, hitting home runs with seventh round guys. Uh, Everson Griffin, he was like a fourth round pick. Mm-hmm. Hunter. Third rounder. You know, I think first three rounds, we may see uh, an edge rusher for sure. For sure. Uh, what about defensive tackle? Mm, no, I, I mean, before the Delvin Tomlinson signing, I would say absolutely. I remember, yeah. um, Who's the the first defensive tackle on Christian Barmore? Yeah, Christian Barmore. He was, you know, he's pretty he's pretty high up there on a lot of mock drafts for a while. But yeah, yeah. yeah I think the 
They did lose Jaleel, Jaleel Johnson, but they replaced him with Delvin Tomlinson, and, and Michael Pierce is coming back. So I, they could maybe, maybe they get one in the late rounds because they like to just never have enough depth, and uh, especially on the defensive line and secondary. So I could see maybe a late round defensive tackle, but if they don't take one, I'm not going to be you know freaking out. Uh, what about linebacker? They lost uh, Eric Wilson this year, so maybe they and um, his replacement. I think Todd Davis is gone too. So what about linebacker? Yeah, linebacker is probably a strong possibility. We see someone. I w- I wouldn't say you know before the fourth round, right? Because of the, of the value of of the replacement at that spot, it might be a guy who can jump in right away. But you know, that's the weak guy. He's not going to see as much time at the other two spots. Yeah, and they have Troy Die too. I forgot about him. And and um, I think Cameron Smith is actually coming back because he had that that uh, heart surgery or whatever he had last year. Um. What about cornerback? Yeah. <laughs> Even a question with my <laughs> Um yeah, especially with the the Jeff Gladney thing going on. Uh even if he's not convicted of the crimes he's being accused of, he can still get a pretty hefty suspension from the NFL, so I think the Vikings should just prepare for him to miss some time and maybe they they are prepared. Maybe they feel fine with Mackenzie Alexander and Patrick Peterson. Um it's not like I don't know if Gladney was going to have that big of a role next season with those two being added. So, um, sure. yeah, but obviously they're gonna they're gonna go after a corner. Uh, would you be surprised if they picked a corner in the first round? No, and I wouldn't be that upset. Right. Yeah, again, given given the depth at edge rusher and offensive line in this draft where it seems like there's a few good cornerbacks, and then there is a, a strong yeah. To that to that second tier, so I wouldn't be surprised and I wouldn't be upset by it necessarily. Yeah, and Patrick Sertan is supposedly the best one, and his position coach is now the Vikings defensive back backs coach. So that's something to, to keep an eye on. And you know, Mackenzie Alexander and Patrick Peterson—they're only signed to one-year deals. So after next season, who who's replacing them <laughs> if they if they don't come back? Leaving after next year because Peterson. Well, yeah, so we have Peterson. Uh, Mike Hughes is going to be on the last year of his deal. I doubt they exercise his his fifth year option. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Mackenzie Alexander. Yep. Uh, Harrison Smith. Yep. They need to, they need to reach an extension with him by next year. Yeah, I think they're going to do that this this summer. I feel like yeah. it's going to happen. So, but you know, that's that's four guys. Um. So yeah, you know, Xavier Woods too. The the safety they they signed this year too. He's on a one year deal. Yeah. So you know, I think it's like. I mean, it's probably a good way to workshop that position group, and you know, you can you can shed the dead weight where it is, and and keep the guys who you who you want to keep. I can hear the uh, the draft room now with Mike Zimmer of Sertans on the the board at fourteen, still like, come on, Rick, just just do it, you know. Just. Like we need to get some guys on rookie contracts in here. Players <laughs> on cheap contracts. Um. So yeah, we, we just we just mentioned it, but safety. Yep. Yeah, I could see. Yeah, I mean, we need a new starter at safety. Yeah. I don't. I don't know if Josh Metellus is is up to stuff yet. So, do you think that's a prior uh, position that should be prioritized in the in the first couple of picks? Uh, no, just because the you know the the value of safety just isn't yeah. as high now, and we already have Harrison Smith. We just need someone who can stay at home while he kind of floats around and mm-hmm. you know, does what he does. Yeah, they did. They got Anthony Harris. He was undrafted. Anderson Deho was undrafted, so those guys had 
found a way to be decent uh, next to Harrison Smith. So, yeah, they'll be all right. Uh, I won't ask you about a punter. So I have no idea who which punters are in the draft or long snappers because you can't rule those out with the Vikings. Um, but I will ask you about kicker. Uh, from what I've heard, you know, I, it's who's who's the guy that we have now right now? Um, Greg Joseph. Yeah, Greg Joseph, who hasn't, you know, he hasn't kicked a, a regular season extra point or field goal in over a year. Yeah, so, he, was the, he was the Bucks practice squad last year. Yeah, so there's, I, they're definitely going to bring in some competition. I'm not sure if it's, uh, you know, a draft pick warranting it or if they're, gonna, you know, start signing guys in free agency. But that's that's obviously a, a point of concern for the team. They're going to have to address. Yeah, I heard someone the other day bring up the fact that. Dan Bailey is still a free agent and they, they wanted to bring him back. They just wanted to renegotiate his deal. So maybe, maybe the Vikings, you know, if they don't find, get someone they want in the draft or after the draft in the undrafted free agency pool, maybe, maybe, maybe they bring Bailey back. Uh, yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't count it out. Like uh, he's, he's the, he's the first kicker that we've seen Zimmer kind of, you know, be a little, uh, right. With. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, I, that was very shocking last year. I, I wanted people to like check Mike Zimmer's temperature because he was complimenting a kicker after he had a bunch of misses. It was, uh, it's very odd. At a certain point, he gives up, you know, gives up 52 points to the Saints. Yeah. Finally admitted it was a bad defense. Kicker. He did, he did have a lot of, you know, facing reality moments last year. It was like, ah, this is, this is not good. Um, but with, with the Vikings, possibly drafting a kicker i think you have to weigh in the the mike zimmer factor like do you want to take a chance and and bring in a young kicker who is already going to be you know maybe nervous about playing in the nfl and add in the factor of zimmer just staring him down um if he misses a an extra point in a preseason game um i think you gotta consider that when when bringing in a, a young kicker like that i think it might be i'm never for drafting a kicker because i think some some of the best kickers in the NFL today and in the past have been undrafted. I don't think Justin Tucker was drafted. Uh, Adam Vinatieri, I don't think he was he was drafted either. So there's there's been a lot of great kickers who were not drafted, so that's always my position on that. Um, this may seem like an obvious answer to some people, but if someone like, I feel like you already mentioned him, but if someone like Justin Fields is still on the board, when the Vikings are are currently expected to be on the clock at the number 14 pick, do the Vikings grab him? Or do they try and fill another need that might, you know, not have as much depth in this year's draft pool by maybe like trading back and acquiring more picks? Uh, I, again, I can't, I, I have no idea. It depends on how secure Rick Spielman and Mike Zimmer feel. Right. I think Spielman would love it. Zimmer, maybe not so much because he's the one and his reputation is, is the most on the line as the head coach. Yep. But the, uh, the upside is just so great there. And the fact that I think, you know, Fields has some potential to one, unlearn some things and develop. That's, that's the biggest thing. He needs to, he needs to kind of be broken down, relearn some throwing techniques. Kirk, is one of those guys who could actually really mentor him well mm-hmm. as far as using his arm strength. And he also has that, he has that grittiness to him, you know, playing through injury in the, in the semifinals. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think he checks a lot of the boxes and the upside is so high. 
uh, Chris Sims's last mock draft, he fell into the 30. Mm, yeah. 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 <laughs> I, I can't, we could have a whole episode about Chris Sims. I don't really, I don't want to get into him, <laughs> but yeah, you know, I think I, if he's going to, if he's going to slip, I could, I barely see it happening past us. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the perfect candidates to take him but i just i don't know how much further he could really fall beyond us yeah i think the vikings are in a a prime position i've been saying this like throughout the whole draft process where their pick is at number 14 they're in a prime spot for if someone falls which someone will because they always do whether it's a quarterback or some other position you know they're in a prime spot to you know get their phone ringing off the off the hook with people who want want their pick um so i just i don't think they're gonna pick a 14 i think it's gonna be Later, I don't think they're going to trade up. Spielman has never used the Vikings' top pick in a draft to trade up in his entire tenure as general manager. So um, I don't see that changing this year. Maybe it will. Who knows? Um, All right, so what has to happen in this year's draft for the Vikings um, in order for it to be be determined a success? Um, I think they... And this is me personally. What I would like to see is they need to get a top edge rusher opposite of Daniil Hunter. And you need to at least get one reliable guard in the draft. So you want a guard. It doesn't tackle isn't even like on your you can, checklist. You can chance it with Ezra Cleveland. Yeah. Cleveland doesn't have to be Reef in his first year. No. But the continuity of the line should improve. If you get a guard who can who can fill that role, obviously we we still have concerns at the other guard spot too. But you know, Cleveland doesn't have to be that anchor that Reef was for for the group last year. Yeah, and they do have Rashad Hill as a like super backup plan if they want to keep Cleveland at guard. So I think maybe they can afford to put him at left tackle. That wouldn't be ideal, but um oh, and they resigned Dakota Dozier, so they still have him. That's great. Um, <laughs> what would make this year's draft a disappointment for the Vikings? Ooh, that's a tough one. Um, would you be disappointed if they didn't draft a quarterback at all? No, because you know every every draft class, I would say there's at least two quarterbacks who do garner a lot of the hype. Again, this is all hype speculation everyone has questions mm-hmm. and first round quarterbacks are it's always still a you know it's a roulette spin you really don't know what's going to happen with them more often than not they don't turn out well but it's it's your best chance at it and so yeah you know we have nothing on this junior class because a lot of them didn't play last year uh this junior class of quarterbacks um so you know i think this next group of quarterbacks is going to be probably undervalued because we don't have two full two like most recent years of film on them. And, you know, that's an opportunity to maybe get a guy in a, you know, maybe a little more inexpensive than he would have been had in a regular year um, for, for the 2022 draft. So what would disappoint you? (sighs) That's, that's tough. I don't know. I'm, I'm excited about whatever is going to happen to be honest. Yeah. So much speculation. Um, yeah, again, I think if if we trade back and we don't, yeah, let's say they wait until like day three and they they haven't even added any offensive linemen. 
you know, even, even still, um, yeah. you know, Kirk didn't do, he didn't do bad with the line last year. He did great. Yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, I think with, with the, with the improvements that are expected to happen to the defense, yeah. if the offensive line stayed exactly the same. This team could approach nine, 10 double digit wins next year. If, if they knock it out of the park, they can probably hit 12 wins. So uh, there's not a ton that I'm going to be disappointed by other than if they don't, if they trade back and they don't get a guard or uh, an edge rusher, that's, mm-hmm. that's the biggest uh, concern for me. Okay. Um, last question before we get you out of here. Will this be the last draft for the Vikings with both Mike Zimmer and Rick Spielman? We will have to see. Oh, really? <laughs> it's it's a, it's a teaser for me, just as much as it is anyone listening. You know, we yeah. But this is a, this is a pivotal draft for sure, and all the offseason moves that they have been making, it feels like there's plenty of urgency to win and really make a run this next season. So I think their jobs are on the line, and potentially how next season turns out, you know, that that could be a possibility. All right, so we got it could be a possibility. That works for me. I can I can take that. Um yeah, I'm going to go I'm gonna, I'm going to say no. I'm going to say this is not the last draft with Mike Zimmer and Rick Spielman. I think they're going to get back on track next season. I'll uh I'll follow the trend and say it's going to be it's an odd year, so you know, this is the time when the Vikings do well, apparently. That's what uh some people on on Twitter like to say that you know, they don't do well in even years. It's only the odd years because that, you know, makes a difference um so i'm gonna say that they're gonna be back next year uh drafting 75 players um or how many whatever spielman gets uh but that's gonna do it for today thank you for coming on trevor where can people follow you on twitter um yeah my twitter handle is trevor uh d is in david squire and you can also uh follow heavy on vikings on facebook uh, we just launched a newsletter, so feel free to subscribe there. And uh, yeah, there's going to be plenty of content coming out uh, as far as you know the the following days of the draft. So be sure to stay tuned in there. Oh yeah, lots of good stuff. Make sure to go check that out. Make sure to follow the Viking Age on Twitter and Facebook. Make sure to subscribe to this podcast on the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. But until next time, we will talk to you later. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.